Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God which we hear this morning comes from the book of Revelation chapter 22 verses 1 through 6. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be upon their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun. For the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said to me, These words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ says, Come. And the Spirit says, Come. And the Bride of Christ, which is the church, says to us, Come. And walk beneath the trees of life. In order to properly understand the description that John gives to us of that vision which he saw, we probably need to start with a discussion on that phrase, the, the tree of life. In the Greek, the normal word for tree is dedron. It's a word that some of you may have heard, even in English. It appears in words like dendrochronology, which is the, the study of the timelines of trees. But what's surprising is that in our text, in Revelation 22, it, the word dedron is not used. Instead, the Greek word sulon is used. Sulon is really not a word for a tree, but rather a piece of wood something made from a tree. So, for example, when Jesus was taken captive and the guards came to take him, it says they were carrying spears and sulon, large cudgels or pieces of wood. However, in Scripture, whenever the Scripture, Old or New Testament, speaks of the tree of life, it uses this word, sulon, instead of the one we would expect, which is dedron. So why does the Holy Spirit prefer this word for the tree of life? One possible reason is that when the Hebrews translated the Old Testament, and they translated Genesis 2, where God made the tree of life and put it in the Garden of Eden, they chose this word. And so it could simply be that that became the tradition when referring to the tree of life uh, to use Sulon instead of Dedron, and the Spirit continues that tradition. However, it's still kind of curious, and we still might ask, well, why? Why would they choose Sulon instead of Dedron? Another very important reason is because when the Bible talks about the cross of Christ, very naturally it uses the word Sulon, uh, not Dedron. And that's very appropriate because, of course, the cross is a, a piece of wood. It's not a tree, but something made from a tree. And so in Scripture, when you see a passage like 1 Peter 2.25, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, the English translates it tree, but really <clears throat> the better translation would be on the wood, on the cross, the piece of wood that Christ 
hung upon. And there you have the word sulon. And so it's very likely, very possible, that the Holy Spirit is making that connection for us between the cross of Christ, which is our tree of life. It is through the cross of Christ that we receive forgiveness and that we come to him. And in fact, our VBS series this summer really focuses on that. Uh, the, the, the theme for our VBS this summer is the tree of life. And if you see the logo for VBS, it's, it's a cross, but with branches coming out of it that are bearing fruit, the fruit of life. There's, so in, there's such an intimate connection then between the cross of Jesus and the tree of life in heaven that possibly God is just drawing our attention to this connection. There's a third reason, however, and one that's important for, as I said, understanding correctly the picture that John sees here. A third reason is that the word sulon is used as a collective noun, whereas dedron is not. And thus, sulon could easily be translated not the tree of life, but the trees of life, or the forest of life, or the woods of life. This is actually true even of Genesis chapter 2. The Hebrew word used in Genesis chapter 2 when God made the tree of life can also be collective, meaning not a single tree, but many trees, a group of trees. Now whether that's true in Genesis 2 or not, whether there were many trees of life, uh, <clears throat> I'm, not, not, I'm not convinced that's true in Genesis 2, but it does seem to be what John is describing here in Revelation. Revelation chapter 22 talks about the tree of life being in the middle of the river and the road. So there's a street that leads to the throne of God and there's the river that comes out of the throne of God and the tree or the trees of life are between the road and the river, but also, John says, on either side. So the tree of life is not only between the road and the river, but on either side of the river and of the road. Now, it's possible that God created the tree of life big enough that it reaches across the river and the road, but it seems to make more sense to understand this to be a reference to not a single tree, but a group, a forest, or a woods, a park that is before the throne of God. The other thing in, in Revelation 22 is this reference to the 12 fruits, the tree of life or the trees of life bearing 12 fruits, each according to its month. It, its month. Well, that again, is pos it's possible that God made a single tree that bears 12 different kinds of fruit, but it seems to fit better to understand Sulon in the collective sense. So what we have here, the picture that, that John gives us here then, is the throne of God and of the Lamb. Notice that it's not just the throne of God anymore. Earlier in Revelation it was the throne of God, but now it's the throne of God and of the Lamb. <coughs> The throne of God and of the Lamb, and before it is this park, this woods filled with the trees of life. And we have this path, this road that leads God's people up to the throne of God, and from the throne of God comes this river of living water. And these, these woods, these trees of life are, are made apparently of 12 different kinds. They're all the tree of life, but producing 12 different fruits by which God feeds his people. Now the number 12, especially in Revelation, usually is a reference to the church, the 12 apostles, uh, the 12 tribes of Israel, the 144,000, which is 12 times 12 times 1,000. So the number 12 is usually a reference to, to the fullness of the church. 
Here, however, it doesn't seem to be referencing that, but only the 12 months of the year, and one fruit for each month. Uh, John, living within the Roman Empire, uh, would have followed the, pretty much the same calendar that we have. There are other parts of the world that had more than 12 months in a year, but uh, the Roman Empire, that's where we get our 12 months, is from the Roman calendar. And so here God is reminding us that he is, going, he is the one who is going to provide. There is going to be more than enough uh, fruit-bearing trees every month of the year. That he is going to provide food for his people. They shall not lack. They shall not want for any good thing. Even as we remember from Psalm 23, uh, his people shall not want. They shall not lack. These, uh, these trees not only produce uh, fruit, food for God's people, but also their leaves are for the healing of the nations, so that our text says there shall no longer be any curse. Everything in this life that we might refer to as a curse or a bad thing or an evil, every disease, whether it's a disease of the mind or the body or the soul, uh, will be healed so that there is no more sorrow and no more crying. Through this forest of life, then, leads the path of God's people leading them to the throne of God. And you'll notice that our text is, is clear that there is one street, one path, which leads to the throne of God. There are too many people these days, even unfortunately many who, who claim the name of Christian, who try to insist that all paths lead to God, and it doesn't really matter which one you follow. But God's word is clear that there is one road and one path, and it alone leads to the trees of life and to the throne of God. And Jesus himself tells us what this path is. He tells us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And of course, we remember the vision of Jacob, who saw the stairs leading up to heaven, and Jesus, who later told Nathaniel, uh, the angels of God are descending and ascending upon the Son of Man. So that this one stairway, only one, Jacob only saw one stairway leading to heaven, uh, is Christ himself. Jesus is that path to God and he alone. Jesus reminds us that this path, this road is narrow. Matthew 7, 13. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. And Solomon, of course, reminds us that this path is not the path that humans would normally choose. It's not the path that seems right to us, to men, in our sinfulness. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Very few people these days take the time to get off the freeway and go and travel on the rustic country roads, do they? What's even sadder is very few people take the time to get off the highway, the freeway of, of man's ideas and of man's thoughts, the easy way of this life, and search out and find that one narrow path, which is repentance through Jesus Christ, which leads to the trees of life and to the throne of God. Too many believe that, well, if God is loving, we really don't have to worry about it. Everyone will end up in God's tree in God's forest of life. Do not be deceived. If you would walk among the trees of life, there is only one path. And that path is the path of sincere repentance and faith in Christ Jesus. 
That is to say, not only to acknowledge that we are sinners, but also to earnestly and sincerely seek to remove that sin from our lives, to be washed by Christ, and to avoid sin and temptation in the future. The prophet Ezekiel reminds us, Ezekiel 18.30, Repent and turn from all your transgressions, so that iniquity will not be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed, and give yourself a new heart and a new spirit. The Lamb and the Spirit invite us to come and to eat of those trees of life. But the path to the tree of life and to the throne of God is sincere repentance and faith in Christ. For those who come then at the invitation of Christ and find the throne of God, what do they find coming out from that throne of God? John tells us a river of living water, which goes forth not only to sustain and give life to God's people, but you'll notice that it is also the river which gives life and sustains those trees of life, that forest, and causes them to produce fruits. The sacraments, one of which we are about to celebrate this morning, both of the sacraments, baptism and the Lord's Supper, are a symbol, a picture, a reminder of this vision of heaven which John receives here in our text. In the sacraments, God also invites us to come. To come and to present yourselves before the throne of God. But once again, the path along which the Spirit calls us and to which God invites us is the path of sincere repentance. Acknowledgement that sin is wrong and the desire to have it washed from your life. Anyone who comes to the sacraments, and again, either sacrament, baptism, or Lord's Supper, with the intention of continuing in their sin is not going to find the trees of life or the throne of God, but only the judgment of God. Now we have to understand there's a distinction there between those who come with the intention to continue in sin and those who come acknowledging, knowing that they are sinners and that they are weak and that they will fail and fall again. That last one is an acknowledgement of our sinful nature, even if we desire to be free from it. But the first one is an attitude that sin doesn't really matter and that I can continue in my life the way I want because I can just always come and receive forgiveness from God. There is, that is not repentance. That is not the way that leads to God and to life. If you come <clears throat> to the sacraments with that attitude, you're not receiving that fruit of the trees of life, but only God's judgment. However, having come to the throne of God with sincere repentance and faith in God, in the sacraments, what do we find? we find that same blessing of God that John sees in Revelation. That river of living water that flows from him. In Revelation, God's blessing is mixed with that water, that river flowing from the throne of God, and is received through it. In the sacraments, that same blessing of God is received in the waters of baptism and in the bread and the wine by which we receive the very body and blood of Christ. And having received then the very body and blood of Christ, having received this blessing, this living water, it also produces 
fruit among us, just as that living water goes out from the throne and causes those trees of life to grow in heaven, so also that blessing, that living water flows in our hearts, causing fruits of repentance to grow in our hearts so that we ourselves become the fruits or the, the trees of life to the people of this world. And so God invites us to come and to receive his blessing and to eat of those trees of life. He invites us to come today in the sacraments and to come fully and finally uh, on that last day and into heaven to receive his blessing. Revelation 22, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts, Come. Therefore, let all those who know that they are sinners and desire to be free of that sin come and receive the blessing of our God. Let all those who desire to walk in the forest of life, among the trees of life, and to eat of the fruit of those trees come and receive the blessing of our Lord. Let all those who are weary and tired and desire that shade come before the throne of God and of our Lamb and of the Lamb. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen.